Thank you, Graham. And morning, church. Finally, I get to stand here. It was always in front of a camera. First time. <laughs> it feels good. So before I begin, just start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, let your grace be upon all of us here today and let us hear what the Holy Ghost would like to share and speak to each one of us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So Psalm 91, I would be talking about. But since it's a very powerful and all-encompassing psalm, I would also refer to something else before I introduce. So Psalm 91 starts with, He who dwells in the sacred place of the Most High. So who is this he? Uh, it could be anyone who looks at the word. But then I thought it's better if we get some confirmation. And that confirmation is given in Psalm 23 for us. In Psalm 23, it starts with, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Now, this itself is giving us an idea that we have been provided for because if you see a sheep wants water and green pastures and we are the sheep of God and we have been provided for. Now, when it says of still waters, it is nothing but we have everything in abundance provided by God and that we are supposed to be at peace and at rest because sheep will not drink water from a, you know, very turbulent waters. Now, the next line which it says here is, you know, in engineering, we have this called calibration. We need to calibrate a machine so that it works at its optimum and the best. So we reset it and we get it back to its original capacity or original functioning. So here it says, he restores our soul. So God restores, the word of God restores our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. He restores it to the state where we could be at the best and be at our optimum levels. Then he says he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Church, our God is a covenant God. He has a covenant to not only take care of us, but to lead us, but only if we allow him to do so. He will lead us to the paths of righteousness because he has a lot to get done from us. See, growing up, I always felt that I needed God only when I wanted something. But when you realize that God needs you, it makes a big change. And it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel you're wanted. And that is the difference it makes. He says here that he does it for his namesake. 
even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now David, when he was writing this, there is a place between Jericho and Jerusalem called the valley of the shadow of death. Now this valley is full of, um, you know, dark caves. It's a valley, it's full of wild animals, thieves, and it's very risky to pass through that. Now, take it to the current times, even when we go through our lives, it is that we need God. We go through a lot of exposure, a lot of dangers. It could be in any area of our life, but he's saying, our God is enough. And he says that clearly, you know, by saying that even if we go through the shadow of death, now, if anyone is scared of, say, a dog or, you know, a cat or anything, I'm sure the shadow of a dog or a cat would not make you get scared. So he's saying all that which is happening is actually a shadow. In reality, God has taken care of all of it. We just need to know that and get it into our system. Then he continues to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So it is each one of us who is in this state of affairs, it is for us, which is Psalm 91. Now, <clears throat> as you say, you know, Psalm 91, as I told you, starts by saying, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Second verse says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now, <clears throat> Romans 12.2 tells us that we need to transform ourselves so that we can prove what is the good and the acceptable, perfect will of God. How do we do that? Proverbs 18.21 says that the life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we keep saying the word and we keep saying the word till it starts working out in our lives. <clears throat> the other benefit we have when we start saying this is Psalm 103.21 Verse 20 says that the ministering angels start listening and wake up. Each one of us has a ministering angel. They wake up and listen to us when we start reciting the word of God. Now, people might ask, as I have done, is this true or will it work? Ephesians 5.1 says that we as children of God, need to be imitators of God, which means we imitate what God has done. The scripture is asking us to do. What did God do? 
we can see in genesis that god started by anything he created by saying is he said let there be light he said let there be said said he went on saying and then even adam he created by saying it okay now we see that in every book of the old testament he said there will be a savior coming there will be god coming back to you there will be will be in all the 39 books till we hear that the word became flesh so that is the power when we start saying things that is how we not only change our circumstances but we change and transform ourselves so what is happening here is exactly what i was talking about calibration we are recalibrating us ourselves our mind our will and our emotions and accordingly getting it into our system that we are backed by the most powerful god remember our god is the alpha and omega he is faithful but all we need to do is we need to allow him to take over that is the choice he has given us <clears throat> Now verse 3 in Psalm 91 says surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the hunter surely is a word which makes me very comfortable because what does it mean it means assured certainly it means doubtless yes and truly so what does this psalm deliver us from it delivers us from terrorism from the evil plots plots of the wicked from pestilence from destruction from sudden death how does he do that it says here he will send his angels to defend and preserve us and it also talks when we start saying this psalm for ourselves and our family we get an authority and power from the holy ghost now the most important part of the psalm comes here in verse 14 to 16 now this is god father talking to us because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him so you know when i read it i always read this bible whole thing as god talking to me and this makes it very personal because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him Now remember in Psalm 23 I said he has a covenant to take care of us I stand on that covenant and I know he will deliver me I will set him on high because he has known my name He shall call upon me and I will answer him Now when we think he shall call upon me how far is God God is within us and it is said again in the scripture he is he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world so this powerful god who is the alpha and omega who has the power to change your life and to get you to the righteousness of god lives in us i think that is the most reassuring thing you can have 
living in today's world. At least for me. <clears throat> I will be with him in trouble. And I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this is very reassuring. I'll just share my experience and my life, how it has been. I was born in India in a Hindu family. So we didn't go to church. We went to a temple. But the best schools in India are run by Catholic priests. So I went to a Christian school and their practices every day, we start on the mic by saying, Our Father. So I would have said it all through my life, school life, till year 11. But no one told me the impact and the power of that. They just made you do that, unless you went to catechism and, you know, so on and so forth. But being from a Hindu family, I didn't go there. Then I, I met Blossom and, you know, she was not the influencer, though Blossom is from a Christian faith. It wasn't she who influenced us. We decided we'll continue doing what we each did. But when I got baptized, I decided to get baptized. Even there, that day I was said, something big will happen. And, you know, knowing me, I was waiting and waiting. I thought, oh, this time, this time. And then they said, yeah, now you're baptized. And I thought nothing happened. That day I slept on the same bed, ate the same food, did the same thing. And no one told me. Again, see, ignorance... I should have opened the Bible and learned it myself. I waited for someone to tell me. But you know what it was? It was this. The day we got baptized, I got baptized, I got direct access to the Father. I became the righteousness of God. I had access to everything. And that was what was actually to be told to me. But nonetheless, because I kept on asking and I kept on searching, I did get it. But as Graham rightly said, I did start reading the word when I was working, but I couldn't get much time. And I one day asked, is this good or is it not? You know, let me answer this once and for all. And I said, yes, this is very good. So then I said, okay, if this is very good and it's all powerful, let me give it a try. I will rely on this and I will then look for whatever I need to do. Yes, in our house, Blossom is working and financially we've been blessed, but not so much that I could give up. But I did give up and I started reading to understand where my situation is. But to now share with you guys, yes, when I started doing this two years ago, and I'm continuing to do it, I have been blessed. Things open up. I need not spend much time. I do get some income, but majority of my time I spend in the Word. Am I living the way Psalm 23 and 91 says? Yes, I do live that way. 
And whatever situation comes in front of me, as Graham rightly said, I face it, but I know that I am taken care of. So that's my message today. Let's pray. Father, as I shared this word and I've shared my experiences, let this be an encouraging to each one to dwell into the word and to know you and to know what you have achieved for us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you.